Welcome to the Tin Junkies Podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Chris. And today is April 21st, 2019. It is Easter. Yay. For... And today we're here with <laughs> Ask the Why. Before we do that, we've got to ask the who. And the who is Jared Sebastian. <laughs> hey, I, I was thinking of this did on the you, way here. I was going to say, did you prepare that? <laughs> oh, that was pretty that was slick. Too rich. That was slick. How's it going, buddy? It's going, man. It's going good. good. Glad to be here. Yeah. Appreciate it. Makes one of us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did a bunch of spring cleaning in this fucking office today. I got here what? earlier than I expected, and I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'll just put on some family guy and clean. Yeah. I should have came a little early. Yeah. Well, like, that's, I thought I, I talked I, to I him about be, coming early. He's yeah. like, well, I got stuff to do. I was like, okay, then we'll shoot for six. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be here till like 530, and I was like, then it doesn't even really matter. I was like, but you're 10 to 15 minutes late, though, is still earlier than most people that come on here. Oh, yeah. well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Good. I just had to stop and get gas and coffee, and that, that made me a little Rock late. and roll. Yeah. We get some people that show up late after the whole band is here. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, yeah. It's all right. I believe good. it. So one of the questions we like to ask our guests first is, what was your first concert that you ever went to? Rush. <gasps> what? Are you serious? Nice. Yes. No, you've seen Getty? Getty Lee? That's the bass player. It's the front man. Maybe. <laughs> I didn't know I'm that. sure I probably oh did. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. I love Rush. I... Where'd you see them at? Chicago. Oh my God. I was like 15, I think. Dude, I'm fucking jealous. It was it was a dope concert. I'm so... It was uh, It was when he was doing the solos where the fucking drums would spin in circles and do weird shit no shit it was dope oh my god i think they played 2112 in its entirety oh my god dude i'm so fucking mad right now i'm so butthurt i didn't get to stay for the whole show which i was pissed about because i went i went with my best friend at the time his dad took us and Mm. he wanted to leave early because he didn't want to get caught in the traffic what a fucking nerd dude (laughs) (laughs) you stay for rush I, would, be all right. I couldn't believe he wanted to leave because he's like one of those old guy classic rock. Like, right. And the encores are when they play the biggest hits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. What are you, girl or something? <laughs> <laughs> it was still cool, though. Yeah. It, it had to have been. I'm fucking. Good experience. It beats mine way out of the water. That's probably see. the most pot that I'd ever been around in my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, at that point. That's, uh, I think, one of the first social, like, out in public experiences of me being exposed to marijuana is when I went to an REO Speedwagon slash Blue Oyster Cult concert. How old were you At the that? Morris. I was, like, 16. Yeah. And I was, like, I was up in the balcony, and I was, like, I looked over at my friend, and I was, like, do you smell that? And I was, like, there's weed up here. I'm, like, well, I remember the first time I smelled weed. I did, I'd never smelt it before. Mm-hmm. But I knew that had to be what it was. Oh, Yeah. I had no clue. Like, I used to go to my grandparents' house, and they used to always smoke in the basement. And I'm like, I just remember the weird smell <laughs> from grandma's house. The basement and, smells funny, Dad. I mean, yeah. eventually I found out what it was <laughs> once I knew what it was. Nice. So uh, let's take it back to the beginning. What? Where should we start? You could go back as far as Verge if you wanted to. That'd oh, be like, shit. That's be like way 2011. back there. All right, let's go there. there. I don't know if I even remember it <laughs> that long ago, but I don't know. Verge, I slept since then. Verge I, started like I think as a band in like maybe 2009 or 2010 with uh, a different vocalist, and uh, there was a different guitar player and bass player than when I was in the band too. They had some uh, lineup changes, but they never like made uh, any demos or anything like that from back then. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, basically, I got a hold of Garrett on Facebook, I think it was, and was just talking to him for probably a good couple of weeks, a couple of months, and uh, him and Casey had still been jamming. He's the original guitarist, and then Garrett's the drummer, of course. Uh, and then me and my buddy Matt Rogers, who plays bass, we had been looking for a band, so we started jamming with them, and that's when they they had to decide if they wanted to keep the Virgin Insanity name or if they wanted to start fresh with something else, and we just kind of kept jamming, kept writing songs before deciding what to do, and then ultimately they decided to keep the name Virgin Insanity and just come back that way. Um, so it was just four-piece for most of the time. We tried a couple of different guitarists um chris varney played with us for a couple shows he's in the standard model now right no perfect specimen specimen. specimen. yeah whoops so yeah he was (laughs) he was our guitar player for like three or four shows maybe um i think we had brian kroger he played with us for a little while that's chad's brother right yeah, I don't know. Nickelback just, jokes. We pretty much only played. We played shows from like 2011 to 2013. Um, played with a lot of really cool bands. We did the Scream the Prayer tour mm. at uh, Goshen Theater. That was one of the, probably the biggest shows that we played, and we got to open for Rose Funeral at a uh, Bender Ballroom. No shit. That was probably my favorite one, just because like Rose Funeral was a huge influence mm-hmm. from back then. Um, but yeah, in, in 2013. Garrett joined Resist the Undertow at the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was doing dual bands for a while, but I think it just, everybody was after two years of playing the same songs and like we were kind of stagnant in the writing process and our guitarist was going through a lot in his personal life. Mm -hmm. And just everybody had too much shit going on and it caught up to everybody. So we ended up just like going on a hiatus. And then after, you know, two years of not really talking, not really practicing, we just said, hey, let's play one last show. Mm-hmm. And we did a, a a farewell show in 2015 at Smith's. And that was actually f- my first uh, hip-hop show that I played as Ask the Why. No shit. was my last show as Virgin Insanity. And you playing double duty on that. Yeah, it was cool. We opened, like, because it was, like, two floors at Smith's. The mm-hmm. downstairs was hip-hop, upstairs was metal. And, uh, like, earlier in the night, it was, like, my Ask the Why I played downstairs. Mm-hmm. Then. Verge was late at night. Oh, okay. So it was cool. double duties. Damn. Yeah, it wasn't the first time that I did double duty though, because I was in uh, shit, Defiant We Rise. I think was the band with like Drew Vargas. Um, we we had like dual vocals, and okay. then uh, who else was in that? Alex Kling was one of the guitar players. Alex Huffman was the drummer. Uh, okay. Um, some other dude that I can't remember his name played bass, and James Rablowski played the other guitar. Hmm. I don't think I ever saw that band. I'm I'm pretty sure I saw Verge a couple times, but then I was just kind of in and out of the scene. I wasn't like in it fully. So then you guys just disappeared, and I was like, "Whatever happened to Verge?" And they're like, "Oh, they broke up." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> it was kind of like abrupt because like we were making, we were writing, and like we were talking about recording another single. Mm-hmm. Like we had another song ready, but we were about to record. I think we may have actually even recorded it. Um, like a rough demo of it with Mike, with Mike Mellon. And uh, I don't know, whatever happened, it happened. Garrett ended up, uh, he joined, uh, what was that? Dead Horse Trauma. Uh, okay, yep, yep, He yep. was in that band for a while. Um, but I think he's done pursuing his musical endeavors with, 
for his life now. Ah, oh, boo. He's focused on stacking money and starting a family or something yeah, now. Yeah, Damn yeah. Family's will get you. Next. That's right. Damn. Yeah, so then, I mean, after Verge broke up in 2013, like, once we went on that hiatus, that's when I started, like, working on some more Ask the Lie stuff, some mm-hmm. more of the hip-hop stuff. So, like, that was still, like, at the point where I wasn't, like, really serious about it. I just kind of thought it was funny and something fun to do. Like, like a hobby at that time. Hobby, yeah. Something just to keep writing and keep mm-hmm. making music, keep that creative juice flowing. But uh, I never really, like, went super hard. Like, I never promoted it or mm-hmm. anything like that. And then I just, uh, I've got, like, two kids. Well, yeah, I got two kids. <laughs> 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 I kind of <laughs> might have another one, but yeah. right now I have two. <laughs> right now, there's uh, definitely two. <laughs> two that are legally bound to me. All right. um, <laughs> and uh, like, yeah, during the whole Verge not being a band and me like 2013 to 2015, me just kind of doing a little bit of rap here and there, I was still trying to find a band, but I was just so busy with like life and mm-hmm taking care of kids and trying to work and provide for a family um, that I didn't ever really pursue any other musical endeavors like seriously. Um, and I think it was like 2016 was when David hit me up. I think it was David and Steve hit me up. Fuck Steve. <laughs> we say it every episode. Yeah. Fuck Steve. <laughs> yep. So uh, I think they hit me up and I'd always wanted to be in a band with them ever since the Verge days. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, hey, we have a, a spot we want you to try out for if you're interested, blah, blah, blah. So uh, they sent me the demo tracks. I think there was like four or five of them. And I wrote lyrics to all four or five in like three days. And then I went and met up with them. And we like practiced. And I think they like told me that I was in the band, but not quite. Like they basically told me I was in the band, but not quite. And then they tried someone else out. And then they were like, we still have one more person to try out or something. Mm -hmm. we're pretty sure we're going to go with you, but we're not sure. So it was like, I thought I was in the band, but I wasn't in the band. Mm-hmm. And then there was like one point where I think I remember they texted me and they said that they weren't going to go with me. So I was like, oh, fuck. And then they texted me like the next day and they were like, okay, yeah, we are going with you. And it was, it was really confusing. <laughs> what a roller coaster of emotions that would be. Yeah, so <laughs> the start was cool, I guess. And back um, then it was just Lenore, right? The cult hadn't been added yeah, yet? It was, it was, Technically, yeah. yeah, we were just Lenore. I mean, yeah. They didn't add the Colt until after I was out of the band, but we still always called ourselves Lenore Colt. I still just call it Lenore. And like most of our merch still said Lenore Colt Mm -hmm. back then. But I guess officially the name was just Lenore back then. Hmm. Mm. Where did that name even come from? So, depends on who you ask. But ultimately, um, David used to like this band called like Nehemiah or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had an album called Lenore that he really liked. Oh. And then also Lenore is from King of the Hill. Wait. Okay. Who's uh, Lenore on King of the Hill? I think it was like Bill's wife or something. Yeah, Bill's wife. <laughs> he always thought she was coming back. <clears throat> okay, I knew about the album thing because when I had David on my dead show, but uh, I didn't know that King of the Hill thing that's happened. pretty cool <laughs> yeah, there's actually a video on youtube where you can just type in like bill saying lenore and it's like all the times bill ever said lenore and king oh, of yeah. hill, oh my like God. an compilation video <laughs> it's a super voice. cut <laughs> yeah so that was that's how we got the name we used to have a different bass player when i first joined the band or drake, or drake oh, okay yeah. i think i remember that too can't even mm-hmm. remember the dude's name i 
don't remember. I didn't know him at all until like I got in the band, and he always seemed like very. Uh, he was an interesting character. You could tell he was trouble. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He he just did a lot of drugs and got in trouble a lot, and just mm. was unreliable. And uh, I think it was like right before we went to go record our first EP, mm-hmm. uh, Love Hate Love, was when like literally like a week or two before we went to go record, we basically told him like, "Hey, we're things aren't working out with you. We're gonna have to replace you." And you know, Steve had already talked to Drake at that point, so Drake basically learned all our songs like super fast to go record in like a week. So, Damn. so the first first EP Drake learned in like a week. Um, How many records did you do with them? So I did Love Hate Love. Uh, we did Cognitive Behavior, and then we did the COE um, EP. It was the last one I did. That one was only like two or three songs. Okay. Hmm. But Love Hate Love was <laughs> six songs. Cognitive Behavior, I think, was six. And Cognitive Behavior for the intro, we actually used a real 911 call from when I went to jail. Oh, really? No yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and yeah. now Talking I got some context. Talking about being out on Xanax and having <laughs> a gun and all this shit. Xanax is a, <clears throat> uh, it's a, let me rephrase that. It's a terrible drug. Yeah. Don't do a lot of it. Don't do any of it. <laughs> yeah. Just don't no. do it. If you have anxiety, it's fine, but don't abuse it. Yeah, if you're prescribed yeah. it and you take it as directed, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't abuse it. Yeah, because you will black out, but you won't shut down. You'll I wait. took 12 milligrams the day I went to jail. <laughs> Yeah, my I had I used to have a dealer that would feed it to us and get us fucked up so that he could sell us things at a higher price and take all our money. That sounds very nice. Yeah, yeah, it was good times when I was in high school. I hear that. <laughs> that happened yesterday. <laughs> I was gonna say mine was like two years ago, but we can go with high school. So we had the. Three EPs, and that when what was the time frame between those three? Mm, I don't remember. That would be like less than a year, right? It was pretty much like a year, Damn, almost, y'all almost a year. Exactly. All that shit out in less than a year. Yeah, and then we had uh, they're workhorses, dude. We had Jesus. three music videos when I was in the band in that year. We had the video for Death Notes, uh, video for Guilt, video for Ruminations. Damn. I think those were the three videos that we did when I was in the band. Um, yeah, you guys did more in one year than a lot of people do in three. <laughs> yeah, that's a... We got our van all from band money, from playing shows, getting paid at shows, and merch. The same van that they still use today? The same van they still wow. use today that's about to die. <laughs> oh, that van's cool, though. Yeah. So Damn. We, we bought that with band money. I mean, we definitely, we were out there hustling. We were doing our thing. And just unfortunately... Sometimes I feel like we were doing too much too fast and I never took the time to wrap my head around what we had and, you know, the things that we were doing in such a short amount of time. I think it just all kind of crashed down on me at once Um, because, like, at the time that I had gotten kicked out of the band was, like, right after I had just gotten back with my wife after being separated for, like, six months. Mm. So, like, I was super bad on like Xanax and Coke and like just really like spiraling out of control and uh kind of losing 
who I was as a person. Was it something to do with like, weren't you guys like on a mini tour and you did this house show like in oh, Angola? Yeah. The way that I got kicked out, yeah. So like second night of tour, we're in Angola. We do a house show. Is that the one with the pool? Yeah, there was an inside pool, yeah. What? There was a pool on the inside of the house. I don't think it was like usable. I don't remember if it was usable. I think there was water in it, but we didn't use it. Damn, this, how big does this fucking house have a pool in it? It was pretty big. It was a nice, it was a cool house. Um, the turnout wasn't like huge. There's mm -hmm. like maybe, you know, 40 people there or something. But like we got there super early and I was drinking, fuck, like drinking wine all day <laughs> and we were playing <laughs> wiffle ball. Oh, nice. And so like we were just like all dirty and gross and mm -hmm. tired and drunk as shit. We played our set to like not a lot of people. And I was just like super wasted and shitty. And after my set, I always like go outside and like die because doing vocals for 20 minutes straight is mm -hmm. not an easy thing to do and jumping around and being crazy. So after the set, I would always go outside and like try not to puke or puke and like <laughs> yeah. just chill and smoke a cigarette, uh, get my bearings back. Pause real quick. Was it you that threw up in David's guitar case or was that <laughs> Ty? <laughs> It could have been me. I don't know. <laughs> okay. yeah, I've thrown up on stage a handful of times. So, <laughs> you know, I could I'll just say it happened to both. <laughs> it, could, it could have, yeah. Very All right. well, Sorry, have. dude. <laughs> but yeah, so like we play the show, uh, go outside, smoke a cigarette, try not to die. David came out and like yelled at me about helping them load out. And mm -hmm. like, I'm not one of those vocalists where like I wouldn't help load. Like, yeah. I feel like I probably helped load and unload more than your average vocalist. Yeah, you're not mm -hmm. like a diva. I didn't think I was. But, so and now no, I am. That yeah. day, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that day, like, he got shitty with me about it, and I was just like, "Bro, I'm, I'm fucking dying right now. Like, just chill the fuck out." And he like, he was, I don't know, said something about kicking my ass, and I was shitty <laughs> from that moment on. Mm -hmm. And so like, we leave, we go to Walmart, and I think I, you know, said something like, you know, explained my thought process on it, and just basically said like, just fucking leave it alone. Wouldn't you guys get a like crash there for the night right crash at walmart in the parking lot for the night david was gonna like cook out on the grill in the parking get lot a couple <laughs> handle, get, get a couple handles of booze something like that yeah th so like basically everybody went into walmart except for me and david and then david was like do you want to come in walmart and i was like no nah, bro i'm just still cooling off i'm just chilling out like just let me be out here by myself mm -hmm. chill out oh yeah mind you this was right after i just quit smoking weed too so i was extra irritable and extra mm. shitty <laughs> but so like David gets out of the gets out and as he gets out he like has to say one last thing and like he's basically like I've been there I've been the vocalist I've been in your position basically just piss or get off the pot like if you don't want to fucking be here you don't want to do this shit you don't want to be a part of the team then fucking leave mm -hmm. is what he said and I was just like you really telling me to fucking leave right now like all right dude fuck you and I like grabbed my shit and got out tried to fight him and you know obviously he didn't want to fight in the middle of the parking lot of Walmart right and so I'm just like all right man fuck off so I left and walked down the road and it was pretty much just like if I would have shut up or if he would have just shut up it would have been avoided but mm -hmm. since we both just wouldn't shut up and just reached my breaking point of drunken stupidity at that moment in time yeah. so it happens. Look, yeah. if we had enough time, I could tell you all the dumb shit I've done. But we all have things that we've done that we look back on. It, like in the moment, you know, it's an emotional response and you react to what you, you know, deem appropriate. And then you look back and like, God damn it. What if I would have just calmed down and just thought before I reacted and it had been, it had been all right. But Oh, yeah. And then after I walked away, I remembered that I like 
threw him a bunch of money before we left and i was like so i went back and i'm like give me some of my fucking money back if i'm not going to be on the rest of the tour mm -hmm. i need money so i can pay somebody to come pick me up <laughs> so like i'm bitching at him about giving me money and like i don't know they were acting stupid like they didn't know where the money bag was at or something so i just like opened the back of the van and grabbed a box of merch and put it in a cart and just started walking <laughs> away and then finally one of them came up and was like Bro, here, take your money and give us the fucking merch back. <laughs> you were holding it hostage. I was. I was holding yeah, it hostage you know, for a cart. Funny. So, yeah. So, I gave them their shit back and they gave me some money. And that's what I used to get a ride back home. Uh, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I got into a drunken argument with David Saigon in an Angola Walmart, <laughs> I'd be a very rich man. So, I, I understand. Yeah. It was it very happens. dumb, though. And definitely regret it. But at the same time, it was probably for the best because... I needed to get my life back together and the band needed to have the freedom to continue doing what they've been doing and I feel like I would have uh, held them back in that aspect. Do you think you still would have issues. been a part of them today or do you think something would have still happened eventually? I was, okay, so honestly, before that tour had started, thinking back, I'm pretty sure I was already, in my mind, had already decided that I was going to quit the band due uh -huh. to my legal issues. Mm. So because of... I think because of having that thought in my head where I was like, I'm already done anyways, that probably made the situation worse. This was just the straw. Because I was already that... just like, I was already like, I'm doing this tour and then I'm going to probably quit the band. But that was like, yeah, like the, the final straw. Mm. I was just like, fuck it, I'm just leaving now. Like, we're not that far away from home yet. If this is already happening and I'm already feeling like this on the second day of tour, mm -hmm. I can't imagine how I'm going to feel in six more days or whatever it right. was, you know. Was it Corey, the merch guy, who uh, took over yeah. for the rest of that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Little tour. Yes, Corey. He's a good guy. What Definitely. Was, what was it that you mispronounced his name that one time? I said Tinky, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he Corey was like, Corey, yeah. Corey Tinky? And I, I was like, think I don't think that's it, it man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yep, he's in deadlift. Resurrected from the dead. Lift. No. I was in the that one dude's house in the basement for some reason with Steve and everyone was drunk and playing Slipknot and I was drunk and I was having a great time. <laughs> and they went to the basement and they started jamming. Nice. Do they play Slipknot covers for their sets? No. No. Damn it. Like, Guys, play me a Slipknot cover. I would say it's up. like the bear rock. Yeah. Oh, new rock. Quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you call new it. New rock. All right, whatever. All right, so that happens. <laughs> And that was what year? Twenty. That was twenty seventeen, I think. Seventeen. Okay. I don't know. Am I? I'm really bad with years, dude. Same. But I'm pretty sure it was twenty seventeen. It was like June, twenty seventeen. Okay. So I was really only in the band for like a year. I think I think it was December of twenty fifteen when I joined, or maybe like something like that. Mm -hmm. I want to say that sounds accurate. Mm. I'm really bad with years. Me too. I unless something big happened, I don't really remember. If even, I just did basic boring shit, I don't really. They all kind of just mend together. Even if anything big happened, I still can't remember. What <laughs> year did nine eleven happen? Um, two thousand. I never just remember kidding. that either. I was literally just thinking about that the other day. Two thousand one. Yeah. Right? Two thousand one. Yeah. I was in fifth grade. Yep. Me too. But I really I was don't. Six I, years old. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. That's not what anyone wants to hear about. Moving on to <laughs> something uh, less depressing. Right. So 2017, you leave Lenore, they get Ty Chaney, then what do you do 
what are you are is this when you start really instead of uh ask the why being a hobby it's more of a main focus yes okay definitely so i got i had already been making songs still like on GarageBand on my ipad mm -hmm. just like for fun this whole entire time like 2015 to 2017 just using GarageBand, making beats, making songs, not releasing them, just holding on to them, hanging out, whatever, just having fun. I uh, decided that with me being in trouble and not being in Lenore anymore, I might as well, you know, try to do something constructive musically. Uh, I ended up getting my hands on a MacBook and like an interface and a mic mm -hmm. for like a really good price. And so I was like, well, now I have this, and I know how to use GarageBand, so I started making, like I made probably five or six songs on GarageBand with actual mic setup and everything, mm -hmm. and like this point, like I still don't have lessons on mixing or mastering or anything like that, so I'm just like learning and teaching myself how to mix and how to master and how to use this program. Exactly what I'm doing with this. I have no no schooling at all. I'm just yeah. like, well, figure it out. Lots of YouTube videos, yep. tutorials, yep. stuff like that. Google's um, been my best friend. <laughs> and just, you know, trial and error. Mm -hmm. Tweaking things, messing with things, trying different mixes, copying, you know, the same thing and remixing it mm -hmm. a different way just to try and learn. Um, but then I had a buddy that came over to my house one night. We were making a song. And he's like, hey, bro, I have Pro to, or no, I have Logic. So he gave me Logic for free. And that was in like, probably February or March of 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it was probably more like January. That's a good deal. So it's like that's beginning of the year. Cost something like. Oh yeah, it's yeah, those like pretty expensive, right? That's like a five hundred dollar program. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Those software things are never cheap. So I get that it's fully cracked. All everything's good to go. So I started using that. I started like low key, like recording some of my buddies just to like get even more practice with mixing, and just like having more fun and stuff. And, like, had all the free time in the world at that point, being on house arrest and uh, just working and whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I forgot what I was talking about now. <laughs> uh, you just got, yeah, you just got, got logic, logic from your buddy. So I started recording. Um, my best friend, Matt Rogers from Verge of Insanity Days, with the old bass player. Mm -hmm. He has a MacBook. He's been making beats. For a little while, like he actually went to school for like recording oh, and, no shit. and stuff like that. So he started making me beats at that point, like in January. And uh, at that point, we decided to work on a project together, which ended up being my first album called Introspective. That actually dropped on April 20th of last year. Oh, no shit. Yeah. It's a whole year, year old. Day. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that was my first album that I ended up taking like seriously with Ask mm -hmm. the Lie. I put it on all streaming sites. And uh, Matt produced every uh, every beat on that album. I recorded it all myself, mixed it all myself, all that good stuff. Um, How'd you come up with the name Ask the Why? Well, honestly, I think I was probably just really high one day. <laughs> cool. I love it. In 2011 <laughs> is probably when I came up with the name, maybe 2010. Mm -hmm. It's like when I first started like freestyling and rapping, just literally not ever even recording it. I used to go by J-Rod on the track. Oh, and then one day I was just like trying to think of names for, you know, taking it more seriously and like way back then. And I came up with Ask the Why because I ask why about everything always. Why? Like I constantly am like a three-year-old kid. Yeah, that's that's my that's why me and my dad always butted heads because he'd be like, you got to do this. I'm like, why? If you ask yeah. why enough, it gets real philosophical. 
and then you don't then you don't have an answer. It's like I don't know. It's just the way it is. Definitely, but I mean, I think it just it's a very good representation of me, um, because of, I, like I said, I ask why a lot, and just in general, mind. I think it's good for people to question everything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Never just accept things. Ask, ask why. Absolutely. Yep. What would you consider some of your influences, like music or non-music related? So like influence as to what got me wanting to make the kind of music that I make now? Or, yeah. I mean, I'd say, so like starting back in like the metal days, Jordan Blake was probably one of my biggest influences. He was, you know, the old vocalist from Skylet Drive, mm-hmm. like the original vocalist. And coolest thing about that is that like through the years of being a big fan of his and like talking to him because like I've been friends with him for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like we actually are like homies now and like That's I've got cool. to make that no track with shit. him um, on that gloom slit that gloom switch EP, um, which is a side project. Just me and Matt. We just decided like if we're going to make songs together, we need a name. And so we came up with gloom switch one night and. Uh, You're not referencing the Pokemon gloom, are you? No. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> no. It's like a cult type weird shit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm down. Like Gloom's Witch. Um, but yeah, so I ended, up, I ended up getting to do that that song that's on that EP with Jordan Blake. So that was cool, getting to work on music with somebody who like highly influenced me to want to be in a band when I was young. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, Craig Mabbitt from Bless the Fall. And... And then Escape the Fate, yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I, was, I, don't know, I like that first album that he did with them when it came out. I, I never really was a big fan of him with Escape the Fate, but I loved him with Bless that the was Fall. At that, yeah, I, I was at that middle school age, you know, or that was cool to me. Yep. For me, it was like freshman, sophomore year. But, uh, yeah. Bless so. the Fall, that, his last walk, that's one of my favorite albums. Yep. That was that was the heat back in the day. (laughs) So like they were like the original ones that got me going, and then like as I progressed further into heavier music, I was really like a big fan of Mitch Luker, obviously. Um, R.I.P. to him. Yep. Rip. Rip. Definitely was a huge fan of his. He was a big (laughs) influence. Believe it or not, Chelsea Grin, uh, Alex Kohler, I believe. Yeah, he was a big influence. Like starting out, Mm -hmm. like the early Bridge of Insanity days. I didn't get into Chelsea Grin until like a year ago. I I had a bunch of kids like, that were all, all about, about it when I was in high school, but I really just like their their first EP and that first album's pretty good, and then I guess that second album's pretty decent too. But like I think I stopped listening to them after My Damnation would have been the album, which I didn't really like the album that much. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I stopped listening to them at that point. But uh, yeah, so that was a big influence. Um, Phil Bozeman was a big influence. White Chapel can't go wrong there. Yep, and then just like. Growing up, like ever since I was young, I always listened to like Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone Thugs and nice. uh, like and Biggie, Biggie. NWA. Um, Fuck with Wu Tang. Definitely Wu Tang. Yeah. Um, just like a lot of the older '90s, early '90s hip hop stuff mm-hmm. coming up. When I was younger, I listened to a lot of that. Um, so like as far as like wanting to do hip hop, I think. Uh, Listening to Bone Thugs, listening to like Outcast, nice, um, <laughs> hell yeah, stuff like that. Really, like just the creativity of it in my in my head, like, and I just always felt like it would be cool to kind of delve into the rap stuff after being in bands and stuff. Um, and then I would have to say, like, 
as I got further into like the cloud rap scene, like 2014, 2015, like discovered Bones, and he was definitely like still to this day probably one of my biggest influences, just due to his versatility. Um, and then like Roz Dilliams, I like his weirdness and like he's got a lot of versatility as well. Um, just a lot of like underground shit, I guess. Like more recently is what got me into like what I try to make now, I guess. And I'm still like, I'm constantly evolving my sound. Like I still can't stick with one specific thing. <laughs> you haven't like, found a niche that you're really all about yet. You're just kind of testing much the waters. Of each a bunch project of that I make is a different sound. Like, is, a little, like a test drive. Yeah. Like introspective was kind of like more conscious, like almost like boom bap, like just your normal hip hop, mm -hmm. just like your white boy flow. <laughs> and then like, um, after that, I think I did Future Space Dreams, which was just a really weird experimental, um, just, I mixed it really weird. So like going back and listening to it is like kind of a trip for me. Cause I'm like, <laughs> why did I mix this like this? It's really <laughs> weird. Um, then I did Hello from Sober Thoughts EP. That one was more like, I guess you're like trap, um, trap boom bap kind of mm -hmm. style. Um, then I had an EP called Fine, which was all singing, um, like almost borderline R&B kind of, but kind of sad. Um, then I had the Dungeons and Demons EP or album. That was an album. That was like all heavy trap, like dark trap, stuff with like screaming in the background, stuff like that. There we go. Um, then I had that Gloom Switch EP. That was the most recent thing I put out. How many EB, e, EB, EP slash albums do you ha have you made? Last year I made hmm. three on Spotify. There's, some, there's more than that. I was going to say, I, I made also an EP with Ryan Maxwell after I met him. Um, he's an artist that's from Texas. I met him on SoundCloud. And like we just hit each other up and we're both like, hey, we, I like your music. Hey, dude, I like your music. And we were like, let's make a song together. So we made it the first song a day after we talked. And then we were like, hey, we made that song really fast. Let's make an EP. <laughs> so we made an EP in literally like less than two weeks. It's beauty uh, of the internet. Six songs. Um, yeah. And then we did a music video. He just shot his scenes in Texas. I shot my scenes and then I edited everything together. No shit. That was really cool. We ended up doing two music videos from that. I think I ended up doing like seven or eight music videos last year. And I think I had eight or nine different musical projects between okay. albums and EPs. Because I. I put Thank an album you. out with my cousin Andy Sleaze as well. That was called Cursed. Um, oh, and my last album, I guess technically my first album from this year. The Forgive Me. Was right. Forgive Me, yeah. That mm -hmm. came out like the very beginning of this year. And I've just been kind of riding the wave of that. Okay, so you've got two new things that are out as of this year. Yeah. And the Gloom Switch is your project with the old bass player Verge? Yep, yep. What? Oh, it's Young Mole is his producer name. Young Mole. Yeah. Like a skin mole? Or like, like a mole? Like a mullet. Like a, oh, a mullet. <laughs> yeah, but just nice. mole. Nice. Fuck so, yeah. Because yeah. he had a mullet, a nice <laughs> 80s Euro mullet, but he cut it off. Oh. Party up front, horses in the back. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Why'd he quit on the mullet? Uh, Was he, he catching too tired much flack? I think he just got tired of it. Ah. See, it's like a lifestyle. You got to earn the right yeah. to be able to, to have that mullet. It you can't is. just like, well, it's like, Wearing a cowboy hat, you you can't just go and wear a cowboy hat. You gotta earn that. That's true. It's a whole identity. Yeah, he was too. You know, he was getting worn out from all the parties. 
Oh, <laughs> all the pussy. Became, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's funny. So it became too much for him. He had to chop it off and start fresh. It's too much of a responsibility. But yeah, so we got the the Gloom Switch thing going. Uh, I put out a music video for one of the songs on that EP. It's just like a nature type of music video. Like we, uh, I took videos from Matt that he had shot walking in trails and stuff outside mm-hmm. and just kind of clipped them together and uh, added like effects to make it kind of go with the beat and flow nicely to your eyes and ears and make right. you feel immersed in the experience. Ooh. So I feel like that. I, th- I thought it was good. I like it a lot, but that's me. And then I did a music video for the song called TikTok, which is on the Forgive Me album. Um, which is a cover of Kesha's 2008 hit TikTok. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> when yes. he said it, it, made me think of Empire. One of the one of the sons from Empire that show. Uh, he had a song called, or no, that was called Drip Drop. It's a real or creative. Flip flop. Huh? Dude, I don't fucking know. I half assed that watch that show. It was a Crip Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Left, right. What do we? What else? We keep going. Red, blue. What are you working on right now, if anything? So right now I've got an album that I'm just kind of like babying. Nursing uh, it. It's been done for a little while now. I keep adding and taking songs off of it. And um, I'm working on like three music videos for Damn. three of the songs. Trying to narrow down which songs and what exactly I want to do for the videos because I like... I figure if I'm going to make videos for these songs, I'm going to try to do something with maybe like a cool storyline or, you know, just something. Because my past videos have kind of all just been like me posted up being goofy and weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm dancing sold. in front of my car and you know, <laughs> weird stuff like that. Hell yeah. Your car's badass though, so I mean, I'd do Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. I, what, is, what kind of cars you got? It's a Honda Civic. But it's cool though. It looks cool. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, it's I have, new. I it's like Buick a 2018. Century. Ooh, dang. 2018. Damn, yeah. son. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Fresh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on that, trying to, you know, not be lazy. Like I said, I've, I've been free for about three weeks now. So since being free, I'm just kind of getting used to living life again. Um, I haven't really made a whole lot of time to sit down and write recently, and I haven't really been up in the studio and, like, recorded anything and probably three, four weeks. Um, the day after I got off house arrest on April 3rd, I flew to Seattle and performed my first show since 2015. No shit. <laughs> so I performed a show. I went out there to meet up with um, my record label, which is Casket Records. And uh, it's like Ricky Lagoon and uh, Ryan Maxwell, Sammy Dallas, Thrash, Pugsley, I Am Sly. These are all the artists that are... Casket, that's how you say what that. F- I was always looking. I look, how, is that a V or what's going on yeah. here? Oh, Casket. is it use the new... C-V-S-K-E-T. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. That's one thing I keep seeing a lot of. Like, like there's a band called Shapes that uses a V. There's a lot of... I don't know why I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like, man, yeah. you guys. I don't know if I'm saying it wrong or... But okay. Casket yep. Records. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so we got a little collective... We're just like like Ryan's from Texas, like I said earlier. Uh, Ricky's from Washington. Um, oh yeah, Shy Toxic. He's the DJ. He uh, 
He's from Oregon. Sammy's from Oregon. Thrash and Pugs are from California. Pugs now lives in Georgia. Um, so we're all over the place, mostly out in the West. I'm Sly's from California. I don't know if I said that or not. But yeah, so like we're we're kind of from from everywhere and uh, trying to get some some other shows together. Uh, probably three or four different other shows this year in different states for all of us. Um, then next year we plan on putting together like an actual tour. Ooh. So that'd be cool. Fuck yeah. Get us all together. Because I think it's really cool going out there because uh, so me and Ryan had never met anybody in Casket before. Mm-hmm. Me and Ryan had never met each other before. The only people that went out for the show that actually had met prior were uh, Ricky and uh, Shy and Sammy. They all knew each other. But like me and Ryan went and met everybody for the first time. And then like the rest of the guys that I mentioned, they didn't show up to Seattle for this show. Um, for whatever reason, they couldn't make it. But yeah, so we got to meet for the first time. We made like two songs while we were out there. We just dropped one of them the other day. It's called Buck. Um, it's on the Casket SoundCloud page. That's the only place where that's at. Exclusive. Yeah. Only spot. Um, and then I have all my music is all on all streaming services now. Most of my stuff anyways. But if you want all of my music, it's on SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, there you go. Do you have any shows set in stone right now, even if it's just you coming up? I know about one of them. No, I don't have anything planned right now. I've been looking at the upcoming shows and deciding if there's anything that I want to pursue at the time or not. Mm. Um, I've been in talks with a couple of people about possibly playing some stuff, but haven't really narrowed anything down 100% yet. But I definitely uh, have some plans. Definitely got something coming soon. I'd say probably May is when I'll probably be back playing a show in this area again, which should be fun. I just want to get together like a nice hype set list because I feel like that's going to be the most fun for the crowd. Right, yeah. If you go to a rap show, are you expecting to listen to like some chill songs or would you prefer it to be hype the whole set? I prefer hype. That's what I'm thinking. Especially with a lot of the shows in our area I would probably end up playing with like metal bands mm-hmm. so you yeah and you'd, you'd almost have to match the might energy. as well keep the energy yeah. going and so I'm just trying to get a set list together I want to make a couple of new songs like with the thought in head that like I'm going to be performing this song in front of a live crowd and I want the energy and I want people to be fucking hype and moshing yeah, yeah, and, yeah, that's what the green leaves just did they're like the new music we're writing we're writing strictly with the notion in mind that we're going to f- do it live and it's got to be high energy yeah and i was like oh yeah. so that's one way to do it because like i don't want to because like the show in seattle was pretty dope but it was just like coming from playing in metal bands to mm-hmm. performing with a rap group is a very very big difference and oh yeah the two diff- very different worlds very i don't know it's awkward it's a little awkward yeah just like being on stage with like say you know two of the guys in the group are doing one of their songs that I'm not a part of. I'm still on stage. Yeah. And I feel, and I feel fucking weird. Standing uh, yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. Trying to be hype, but like tired and drunk and whatever. And yeah. just not, yeah. That would, yeah, I can't even, I feel, I get nervous just in front of people when I'm not on a stage. Like, I can't even imagine like being on a stage with people that are playing a song that I'm not a part of. Yeah, because it's like, like, I'm not a hype man. I'm not fucking Flavor Flav, so <laughs> I'm not... You could be, just go buy a big-ass clock. That's not me, Yeah, though. boy. <laughs> not my personality. 
so it was just awkward. But it could be. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got to get more used to that aspect of the playing rap shows. Mm-hmm. But I've actually kind of been considering joining another band <gasps> recently. Is that right? Yes. So that's something that possibly could be in the works behind the scenes Ooh. as well. Another band. Would that become main priority or would Ask the Why still be main priority? It would depend on how I feel. I flip-flop a lot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, on, bipolar too. Like gotcha. I literally will be driving down the road with my iTunes on shuffle and it'll play like a really hard ass rap song and I'll be like, all right, yeah, I'm making a fucking dope ass hard rap song tonight. Mm -hmm. And then like the next song will come on and it's going to be like, like it'll be like a folk song or something. And I'm like, man, I really want to get out the acoustic <laughs> guitar <laughs> yeah. and make me a folk song. Get some harmonica going, you know, and then I'll be listening to, you know, post-hardcore or something will come on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I really want to be in a band again. <laughs> so it's just like whatever kind of music I listen to at the time is how I'm feeling and that's, what that's I want to do. influencing your yeah, next hey. move. Exactly. So it's like, Nothing depends wrong on that. what the fuck comes on my shuffle, I guess. Yeah, turn, yeah, turn shuffle off, dude. No. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like I need to motivate myself towards one, uh, one genre and get motivated on that long enough to complete something <laughs> yeah if you do some folk shit with the harmonica you have my full support because i'm i'd be down i really want to i just really suck at guitar <laughs> there we found the kink in the plan like i can <laughs> i can play like if i'm just recording mm -hmm. i can play some cool shit and record it and make it sound cool but mm -hmm. if i wanted to actually play it live i would probably fuck up oh okay I know enough guitar to make it seem like I know how to play guitar to someone that doesn't play guitar. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much how it is for me. Yeah. yeah. Like I can make it seem like I know how I'm, know what I'm doing, but. The only thing I know is a uh, brain stew. And it's not <laughs> Green, impressive. Janet. Yeah. Janet. <laughs> Janet. Four notes. Better than nothing. Yeah, it's true. I used Four. to know Emily. Everybody knows how to play that song. Emily? Pink Floyd? From first to last, Emily. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I was going to say Pink Floyd, and I was going to go to Bowling for Soup. Just Try and gauge a reaction from that. Does Pink Bowling Floyd have a song soup. called Emily? See Emily play. Oh, okay. Emily. Like, Emily, what the fuck? That's what I was, I was like, mm. no? I fucked up. I only fucked, I fucked with up bad. Dark Side of the Moon and The Wall and then Wish You Were Here. Those are my three go-tos. I did a lot of drugs to all those albums. Huh. Druggy. <laughs> I was. You dirty wookie. I got my shit together. <laughs> But Jared, it's been a lot of fun having you on here. I hated that moment. You <laughs> caught me off guard. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say a space. It's been a pleasure having you on the show no, today. It's been a pleasure doing oh, business. It's with been a you. business doing pleasure. No, <laughs> <laughs> It's been a pleasure Thanks asking for coming. you why. Yes. <laughs> oh. Don't worry. I'll edit that to where it sounds like we didn't fuck that up. It was amazing. But I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want to keep that yeah, weird long it. pause in there. Uh, I just looked at you like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Are you going to say thank you? No. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. So before we cut this, tell the people where they can find all your stuff, where they can find you online, social media platforms. Where can they at you? So it's pretty much at Ask the Why. So that's like SoundCloud slash Ask the Why, Facebook slash Ask the Why, um, Instagram slash I Hate Ask the Why. 
Ooh, edgy. But everything else is just ask a why. Okay. All one word, right? Yeah, all one word. Awesome. Ask the why, spelled out how it sounds. Um, or I, f- I feel like maybe some of it might be ask the why music, but that might just be my email. So for bookings, anything like that. Yeah. Features. All right. Whatever. Ask the why music at gmail.com. Emails. So one thing I feel weird about, like when people will email us and be like, hey, can I be on the show? Like, first of all, why are you emailing me? Like, why don't you just use Facebook? But I, that's because I'm you not. a girl or something? I, I'm not <laughs> mature enough to be like, oh yeah, email's professional. But I guess I'll get there. I'm so used to just using Facebook Messenger. But like, hey dude, what are you doing this weekend? You want to come on the show? Instead of being like, hey, this is Chris Widener from Toon Junkies Podcast. I uh, really like your stuff. I was wondering, blah, blah. No, I'm not there yet. I got to grow up some. It'll happen but. one day. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. 27. I don't know if it's going to happen. But. Still got, you know, three-fourths of your life left. Maybe. <laughs> That's assuming how long I'll live. Right. Who knows? Yeah, I hurt my back the other day playing with dogs. So who fucking knows if I've got... 70 years or I get out of breath running upstairs <laughs> and I'm not heavy by any means yeah I I blame that on my asthma but yeah nerd <laughs> fucking how dare you it's, it's, blame my mom she smoked while I was in the womb uh, gay <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait how am I gonna say this oh yeah uh, plot twist she died before I could meet her so. that's sad <laughs> I wish I'd have been faster at that, so it'd have been more awkward. But like I'll cut it out to where huh, it sounds gay. Yeah. <laughs> Put that behind what I just said. She died before I could meet her. Hot gay. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I heard she was a spoiled, rotten piece of garbage. And my dad, my biological grandpa, was a full-blown racist. I'd never met somebody who was actually racist like that before. Met him one time, and I was like, "Well, I don't need this dude in my life." Surrounded by people like that at my work. Really? Oh, yeah. Ugh. It's the worst. And they're like proud of, it, proud of it. It doesn't make any sense to me. All, uh, I, don't, I don't get it. But And like straight up, one of them, every couple of months, we'll go do uh, Civil War reenactments. That's cool. In the Confederacy. And he comes back the next, after, like on Monday, like, hey, did you win this time? And stuff like that. <laughs> 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 she'll win this time that's funny who I don't understand why anyone would choose to be on the, like the losing team right some people enjoy being losers that's true yeah we're gonna have to wrap this up so yeah time to wrap our our, our tools yep yeah <laughs> Game of Thrones comes on soon so. oh that's oh, true shit. I won't be able to watch it to- wait I've never seen it give me your info I'm gonna watch it tonight never in my that's life what? oh you can't stream it yeah. too okay what time does it come on Nine. so then it'll be over at like 10 11. Okay, yeah. Wait, what? It'll be over at 11? Might be. No. Fuck. Uh, tonight's episode's going to be 58 minutes. <laughs> what a nerd. And then every <laughs> episode after is going to be over an hour. All right. Yeah, I want I got to I'll watch it tonight, I'm going to say. Never seen that show. Uh, no. I'm not going to be really one of those good. people that are like got to watch it. I like it. I enjoy it. It's a lot of plot twists. It's exciting. It's an exciting show. It's like just something that you can talk to people about. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things about it. There's murder. There's why I like wrestling. I love wrestling, dude. Something to talk to people about, it even though nobody fucking watches it like I do. I swear. You see that AEW announcement? What did they announce now? Cody Rhodes' first opponent is going to be 
gold dust, his brother. I oh, saw yeah. that. I already yep. knew about that like a month ago. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, sorry. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> fucking Mark. Seriously, I am a Mark for real. Like, I watch like Wrestle Talk, Cultaholic, fucking listen to Wrestling Observer. Like, I listen to all the fucking dirt sheets and all the dumb shit. Oh, I tried listening to something a wrestle about, but I can't stand Bruce Richard. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, don't I like the Edge and Christian podcast. Edge was my favorite, so I listen to Edge and Christian at night usually when I go to bed because they're soft, silky, smoothy voice, smooth voices. They lull you to sleep, sleep, huh? They do. Hmm. They got that final shield match tonight. Oh yeah, that is tonight. It's just like a house show event. Yeah. Probably gonna be lame as fuck. I don't, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm I probably, I'll watch it tomorrow probably. I probably will watch it just because like I said I'm a nerd I stopped watching 205 Live though I don't know why I was watching it for it the It got longest. better when Triple H started calling the shots I thought Pretty much once Enzo left is when I stopped watching it Enzo I haven't watched wrestling since the Attitude Era <laughs> Damn Yeah I'm You're way, way I know Started I, watching I, again I feel like I'm so behind it's not even worth me trying to read. Well I mean if there was ever a time to start It's like re- WrestleMania just happened. It's like this the is like season oh, yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, the, they just this did is the, the superstar shakeup. People from story. Raw to SmackDown, kind of blah blah blah. I started watching again in December of 2016. I think it was a couple of months. It was the SummerSlam where Finn Balor won the Universal Title. That's when you I saw the video of him uh, popping like his shoulder back into place, and I was <laughs> like, "Oh, this dude's badass." That was like 2016, beginning of the year, right? Maybe end of 2015. When did SummerSlam, like August or something like that. That sounds about right then. Probably 2016, August. As much as I would love to just sit here and listen to you guys talk about <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> I could do it all day, too. <laughs> Soak it up. All I'm, right. I am not well-informed, so I'm just watching. Honestly, I started here. watching wrestling again because of Lenore, because they would talk about it all oh, the time yeah, in practice. Oh, yeah, can't escape it. Yeah, it's always... I can't walk up to any of, one of those one guys and not hear something about wrestling. I was like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. I guess I got to start watching wrestling again <laughs> yeah. because you guys won't talk about anything else. Mm-hmm. I went to Raw with David and Steve last year. Oh, lit. Yeah. Damn. I think I remember that, too. It was pretty cool. We actually got to see a title change. Yeah, so it was... Uh... Dolph Ziggler beat Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title. Yes. I think I was... I know I saw Tony Bliss on TV that night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tony Bliss is on TV. He's been on TV twice in like the last year and a half. All right. Well, this has been the Toon Chunkies podcast. <laughs> My name is Nick. My name is Chris. And we will see you on the next episode. Yep. Meow. <laughs> <laughs>